0: So this is Steve Route, Capital City Law.
1: And this is Jen Wolfe, Wolf Legal.
0: On this episode of You Can't Take It With You, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite topic.
1: Yes. Gifting.
0: So Jen, gifting is an area of tax law that is very confusing to most people. Every day when I'm working with clients that are doing estate planning and we're talking about one of the subjects that comes out is Can we gift? How much can we gift? What's the exclusion amounts? And it's very common that most people just do not understand. They think, honestly, that they're going to be taxed at any level of gift that they give. Or that the person that they give it to is going to be taxed.
1: Right. I hear that one a lot. Like, well, I'd like to make this gift to my daughter, but I don't want her to have any tax implications. So I guess I can't do it. And then they feel like their hands are tied.
0: Exactly. And so in this episode, I think our biggest thing should be to clarify this, to make, you know, tax law is always very confusing. But we can bring this to an explanation where it helps everybody, I think, understand that gifting is actually a good thing something that you should do if you have a want to do it and we'll explain the the tax ramifications and issues associated with it so when we talk about gifting you can gift anything you can gift property you can gift cash you can gift an account you can gift a thing like a ring or you know a car or anything like that the question becomes do you what's the value and how much can you gift in any particular year without having to tell the irs
1: Yeah. So the IRS has decided that keeping track of small gifts is really just too much of a hassle. They have a lot to keep track of. And so the limits that are in place uh, as of right now are you as an individual can gift to another individual up to $15,000 in a year. Or if you're part of a married couple, you as the married couple can gift to an individual up to $30,000 in a year. And you don't have to file any sort of gift tax forms, and the individual who's receiving the gift from you also doesn't have to file any forms with the IRS. And the important thing to note there is you don't have a limit of only being able to gift to one individual in a year. You can give to as many individuals as you would like, up to that $15,000 per person or $30,000 per married couple amount without there being any sort of requirement to report that gift to the IRS.
0: Yeah. So... I could gift to my next door neighbor if I wanted to. I could say, you know what? Hey, I've got some extra money. I know Hey, I'll that-
1: come and move next to you if that's what's <laughs> happening in your
0: neighborhood. That's right. I'm, I'm walking down the street just giving giving out <laughs> gifts. Um, but that's an important, I think, distinction that most people need. Sure, to- it
1: doesn't have to be a family member. It
0: can be anybody. And there are people that do that. They'll, they'll, they're just very giving and they will give to their neighbors and their friends and, and their family. But I would think most commonly it's parents, who see a need or an opportunity, and they want to gift to their children. And so they take advantage of being able to gift up to those limits. What I have found, though, is most people don't understand maybe even that there are limits, and they will just go ahead and gift and not even think about it. And then we start talking about it. And they're like, Oh, my gosh, I, I gifted this either property or something of value. And it And exceeded that $15,000 they're concerned what's the ramifications so what is the ramifications Jen if you gift in excess of 15,000 what are you supposed to do
1: so if you gift in in excess of 15,000 you're supposed to file a form with the IRS notifying them that you made that gift and it doesn't cost you anything it doesn't cost the person that you gifted but what it does is act as a set off against your lifetime exclusion amount for federal estate taxes. So, right now, the estate tax limit per individual is $11.5 million. So, if you have an estate that's under $11.5 million or $23 million as a married couple, there won't be any federal estate taxes on your estate. Here in Idaho, we don't have a state estate tax. Correct. So if you, if you gift in excess of that $15,000, you just need to notify the IRS of that so that it can count towards that lifetime exclusion. Of-
0: yeah, no, and, and that's exactly right, is that when you gift, and, and we want you to gift, if you have that desire, go ahead and gift. It is a, what we call a gift tax return. It's a Form 709 that gets filed at the same time that you file your um, income tax return that next year. And that form just tells the IRS how much in excess of that $15,000 to any particular person you, you gifted. And so where this comes into play most often is parents oftentimes will look at this and they say, well, my child needs help. And so we want to gift them some money to be able to do that but we don't wanna limit that to just the 30,000. Maybe we need to gift them $50,000 to be able to assist them. And that's fine, and and you should do that. What we need to do then is just tell the IRS that you then exceeded that $15,000 by those dollar amounts. And like you said, Jen, it just reduces your lifetime estate tax exemption amount. So the IRS calls it a unified credit. And what that means is, is that your estate tax and your gift taxing are unified. They're, they're combined and they're taken into consideration. And so during your lifetime, if you gift over that $15,000 and you file that gift tax return, it the IRS is just going to subtract off of your estate tax exemption amount, the amount that you exceeded that fifteen thousand in any particular year. And that so that just when you die, then the IRS looks at it and says, Well gosh, did their estate exceed this exemption limit? If it did, then there's gonna be an estate tax. If it didn't, then there's no
1: tax but there are some circumstances that are important to note where you can gift more than that $15,000 in a year, and it is not counted against your exclusion limit. So one of those would be, you know, many of us have heard of this concept of a 529 plan or a special fund that can be used to grow interest on monies that you place in there for a child. And then ultimately those funds can be used for educational purposes. Well, if you gift into a 529 plan, you can make a Five-year gift all at once, so you can gift up to seventy-five thousand dollars into that fund as a way to jumpstart it and allow that compounding interest to do its work. And that's an example of where you can gift above that fifteen thousand-dollar limit, and there there aren't implications for doing so. It just means that you're not able to gift for another five years.
0: Exactly, and so you just have to be careful when you're gifting to understand if you're going to front-load that five twenty-nine plan, you're just not going to be able to give gifts to that person over the next five years. And so I caution clients that want to give up to the 15,000 or more than the 15,000, that if they're gonna try and play within that zero to $15,000 mark, just take into consideration any other gifts you may give, like a birthday gift or Christmas gifts, particularly if it's gonna be of substantial value. So that you know if you do exceed it, and inadvertently you didn't know you did, and you end up audited, you know, the, that's how the IRS is always going to find out if you exceeded, is they're going to come and look and they're going to say, well, gosh, we see that you gifted and there was an amount over. Now the question becomes is what's your real penalty? It's such a nominal issue because there's no tax associated with it. Because for you to have a, a tax on gifting, you have to exceed your lifetime limit and your lifetime limit for gifting is tied to that ex- estate tax exemption amount. So you can gift up to $11.5 million in your lifetime with no tax.
1: I don't know about you, but I don't have a lot of folks in my life who are, are in that ballpark of gifting even close to that amount. For, for many of us, this is just helpful information for us to feel the freedom to gift, not because we are concerned about exceeding the estate tax exemption amounts, but just knowing ways that we can our our family and our loved ones, you know, some other ways that we can gift that may not come apparently to mind right away, but you can gift to a a special account started for minor kids, a uniform transfer to minors account. And that is a type of account that allows a custodian to be in charge of it until the child reaches 18 or 21. So it allows monies to um, grow and and gain an interest in those accounts, but not necessarily be under the control of a minor which has obvious problems. Another thing that we can consider is paying for someone's educational expenses directly or any health care-related expenses they have directly. Those are also ways to gift that do not count against any sort of limits that you may have.
0: Exactly. You can gift an unlimited amount under those, particularly under the, if you want to gift for educational purposes or for health purposes, as long as that gift is made directly to the particular institution, it's an unlimited amount. There's no no, no limit on that. And so it's, it's a great tool um, if you have family members that are in need and you have the resources to be able to do it. We don't have to go through that, the hoops of filing a gift tax return if it's for those purposes.
1: Another way that you can gift is just to make it a, a charitable donation in someone else's name. That's a really kind and thoughtful way to honor someone and, and give out of your estate in into their name and in their honor in a charitable way.
0: Yeah. And going back to that, where we were just talking about that, you, there is no limit to how much you gift on for education and for healthcare. Same thing on a charitable If you want to give a gift to a charity in the name of somebody else, there's really no limit there because gifting to a charity doesn't implicate those gift tax requirements. There are some things that you need to take into consideration when you're gifting. And that is particularly if you're looking at your situation and you say, maybe I want to gift a piece of property, real property, or I want to gift an account such as a stock account or brokerage account. When you gift those type of um, assets, one thing that you, there there can be some benefits, like if you look at your estate and you see that, well, gosh, I have this piece of property and it may be appreciating rapidly or might appreciate rapidly. And I don't want that to be part of my estate and for purposes of potential estate taxes. So I'm going to gift that. And get it out of my estate and transfer it to the next generation. It gets it out of my taxable, potential taxable estate.
1: And I am gonna just interrupt really quickly to clarify a point. We've been talking about this eleven and a half million dollar estate tax um exclusion amount something to keep in mind is that that will come down in the next few years. It's definitely going to come down to at the end of 2025.
0: Yeah, December 31st, 2025, it's a $5 million per person adjusted for inflation, whatever that means at that time.
1: But it's also possible that the current administration could have other plans for the exclusion amount. So just wanted to clarify, when when we lead into this discussion where we're we're headed next, where we're talking about some of the cautions to think through what type of gifts you may want to make now or what you might want to have flow through your estate i just wanted to clarify that we will be looking at a lower exclusion amount it's still going to be very high for the majority of of all of us considering our estates but for some of you who might be higher net worth individuals it is important to know that that estate tax exemption amount is coming down in the next
0: few years it is and one of those considerations on that jen is that gifting right now, while those exemption limits are high, is going to be beneficial because when those exemption limits do come down, you're not going to be penalized if you gifted in excess of those dollar amounts that that exemption limit came down to. And so I know that there are a lot of practitioners, particularly those that are dealing with high net worth individuals that are really strategizing to to make sure that they take advantage of this. Going back to you know, the, the issues that we have when we do gifting of larger dollar value assets. When you gift, you're going to give not only the gift, but you're also giving your cost basis. So whatever you acquired that asset for. So let's say it's our piece of real property. This is a great example. Let's say that you paid hundred thousand dollars for that piece of real property. When you gift it, you're gifting it to the person they're going to receive it they're going to receive that piece of property which may be now four hundred thousand dollars right but they're only going to get your basis
1: and what is the purpose of basis like explain that to us steve when you're talking about basis what does that mean for me when i'm in here or when i'm gifted this property
0: right so cost basis is what you, the person that first acquired the property, what you paid for it, it's considered cost basis. And then if there's some capital improvements that can also increase that basis. The reason it's important is because down the road, if you sell the property, okay, you're gonna realize a capital gain. If you're the original owner of that property and you sell it, you're gonna realize a capital gain on that. So from whatever your cost basis is to whatever you sell it for, that's the capital gain and you're gonna pay a capital gains tax on that. Same thing happens if I gift it. If I gift it to somebody and they get my basis, so they get my $100,000 basis, and now it's worth $400,000, and they turn around and sell it, they're also going to have to realize that gain. Okay. Now, where this is an intersection with gifting and estate taxes is if you wait and you hold on to that piece of property in your estate and you transfer it as part of your estate plan.
1: So you mean like through your will or through your trust at the time of your death?
0: Exactly. Then the person receiving it at that point is going to receive what's called a step up in cost basis. We get to revalue that piece of property to what the value is at the date of death. And that's the basis that the new, that the person inheriting receives.
1: Okay. So let me see if I understand if I inherit, a piece of property that has increased in value to $400,000, that is the amount that it will be valued when it comes to me. So then if I go to turn around and sell it, there will not be a capital gains tax increase that I'm going to face in the selling of that property. But if it had been gifted to me and it was worth $100,000 when the person who was gifting it acquired it, and now it's worth $400,000 and I go to sell it, then there will be that capital gains increase that I'll have to figure in and deal with.
0: Correct. And so that can be a very somewhat complicated area of the law and we tax law in particular. And so we just want to be clear when we're talking about gifting, that that's a consideration that needs to be taken into consideration is that if you gift the person that's going to receive it is receiving your basis. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Like if it's cash, we don't care because cash is cash. There is no basis. I mean, it's, it just is what it is. But it's more when we have an asset that may appreciate that it becomes an important consideration to look at.
1: And I think the final thing that we wanted to touch on as it relates to gifting is just pay attention to the date of the year. If you're making a gift to someone and you're near the end of the year, which is when many of us consider gifting, both charitable and otherwise, make sure that that check is cashed or that transaction has gone through or you made sure the stock has changed hand. Whatever needs to be done by December 31st of the year that you're in. So, it counts as that year's gift as opposed to moving into the next fiscal year. We wanna make sure that you are getting the benefit of the gift in the year that you're in. So, this is a topic that is uh, really exciting. It's exciting to think about gifting, it's exciting to think about providing for your loved ones, but it also is complicated. And so, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, you can reach out to Wolf Legal or Capital City Law to discuss these things further. But we will um, have another episode coming up here in the future talking with an expert on having some estate planning tips for high net worth individuals or ultra high net worth individuals. But even for those of us who have you know, really moderate means, gifting can be a real joy and we want to make sure that you're able to do it in the way that protects your family as best as possible.